0: Need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor? May be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China? Then this is your show, China Business Cast.
1: The China Business Cast was happy to be invited to the TechCon conference in Shanghai last weekend. I flew in from my home base Chengdu to Shanghai to investigate and get some quick insights from the guests on the ground. Same time I powered through several live recordings which we'll be releasing over the next weeks. It was a blast and I really want to thank Marion from we Hustle for the generous invite. So this episode will be in a little bit of a different format. Instead of one guest, we will have seven short clips in which we will cover three questions. Who are you and what are you doing? What's the biggest challenge of doing business in China? And one final tip that entrepreneurs could apply in China. Let's listen into some of the learnings and their impressions we gathered at the event. Hope you enjoy. But before we jump in, let's listen to the sponsor for this episode. IMAX Sourcing Services is a sourcing company based out of Guangzhou. They thrive as a data and process-driven company, providing end-to-end sourcing services to companies worldwide. And with their rapid growth, they are now looking for a client relationship manager who can help them build long-term relationships with current and with new clients. If you're looking for an exciting new job in Guangzhou, please check them out. You can find their contact details in the show notes below. So, we're here at uh, the TechCom conference and uh, we're getting some random impressions. And we're asking visitors three, three questions. So, we have Michael here. Um, Michael, um, what do you do and um, why are you here?
2: Okay. Um, I work for Pacific Prime. We're uh, an insurance broker uh, focused mainly in Asia, but uh, we're a global company with 10 offices worldwide. Um, today, we well, we, we offer all sorts of different uh, insurance options for companies, individuals, um, and more recently for startups. We've uh, we're just launching products today um, aimed specifically for startups uh, in China. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's really why we're here, just to kind of get the word out, let let people know it's quite a unique product in China. Um, it's available only, it's available for startups of any size. Um, can be just one one or two employees, which is quite unique. Uh, flexible options, um, so, so an yeah.
1: insurance policy for uh, for startups. That's that's indeed, I think, a uh, quite unique product. You don't hear that too often. Yeah. Um, what has been one of the the big challenges of doing business or starting up this? Um, whole business of insuring policies for for startups
2: okay um, yeah I mean for insurance in general I think in China it's uh, yeah I think the it's it's kind of keeping up there's always a lot of change in China it's constant I think other kind of industries we we're in other markets that are a lot more mature a lot more kind of stable and more settled but I think in China it's um, it's constantly changing there's new new challenges there's different kind of um, there's a different, uh, different landscape for the insurance, constantly. Especially. Okay,
1: so lots of, lots of regulations that you need to keep up with and yep. um, um, change accordingly and, and follow whatever uh, the new rules are. Exactly, yeah.
2: yeah. And there's, uh, I think the startups, five or ten years ago, there was not anywhere near as many startups as there are now. So this is uh, why we've launched this product. So this is, again, us adapting to the market, adapting to kind of exactly... What the needs are? Uh, uh, yeah.
1: Changing and, and growing market in terms of startups in the in the China ecosystem.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: What, what would be your uh, actionable tip for doing business in China?
2: Uh, be adaptable, really. <laughs> I think that's going to be the main thing, really. Um, yeah. I think China especially for foreign companies there's a lot of challenges there's a lot of different ways of doing things you need to be adaptable but also to communicate well with your clients but also with the community um, especially for startups speak a lot of communication speaking to other kind of startups companies that are in your position that can kind of give you advice on on how to target certain markets how to get around certain legal practices things like this and uh, make sure that you're ticking all the boxes but also getting their name out there where you where you need to.
1: Okay, being adaptable, flexible, and, and not afraid of of change. If, yeah. um, that's that's the tip for today. Yeah, exactly. So, All right, great. Thanks a lot, uh, Michael.
2: Brilliant. No problem. Thank you. So we've got
1: Alvaro here. Um, tell us what you what you do in uh, in China. Hi, my name is Alvaro. Chinese
3: name Menglong, and. I am um, the co-founder of Akadu, a platform providing live translation solution for events. So now, you as an audience, if you go to an event that you cannot understand the content, you just have to take your cell phone, scan a QR
1: code, and you can listen to live translation. Super simple and easy. Cool. Um, what was the... You, you guys have been growing pretty fast and, and, and doing cool things. Uh, what was the biggest challenge to get started in, uh, in China as a business? Um,
3: I guess it's at the beginning when people don't believe in your solution, so you need to prove them. And sometimes people don't want to give you the opportunity to even try because they don't think this can work. So you need to illegally or secret, secretly go and connect and then tell them, look, this is the translation, we can do this in the future. That is hard to overcome these close-minded people, you know. <laughs> but then when you start getting more exposure, then people come. Come or introduce another or word of mouth and start to come. But the beginning is very hard.
1: Okay, yeah, so uh, just make the hustle work, um, even if you have to do things a little bit outside of the playbook. Yeah, so for uh, example,
3: is, I don't want your service, but you provide the service. And then, oh, that was interesting. That, that is what you uh, have that, to do. That, that's, that's a startup.
1: That's a, that's a great, uh, great thing. And that's maybe um, directly tying to, the, to the, our last question of this uh, segment. So what be, would be an actionable tip to do business in, in China?
3: I, I, I never done business in Europe, so for me, is how to do business in general. Sure. I, I don't know the difference between China and overseas, even I'm from Europe. So, um, I would say um, uh, finding the right people to work with you. That is very important. It's, uh, it's like sometimes people focus on the product, but if you are alone, it's very hard. So, better to find uh, people that you can rely on and also that you can complement. I think the team is very important, very, very important. Some things that people say we're growing a lot, is not because of me, it's because of the team. So. You, you can
1: only do so much work by yourself, right? So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get, get a team, um, get working together, and, uh, and find partners. Maybe team is internal, but also external support.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. i are always uh, trying to get feedback, not only from your partner or also from your friend, but also from your clients, always asking, how can I improve? Or if something failed, telling them, next time will be better. But what would you like to be better in the, what I offer you today? So I think that is very important, to listen the feedback of the people. Uh, That's my opinion.
1: Okay, very good. Uh, thanks for your time. You're welcome. <laughs> Cheers. So we have uh, Wenny here. Um, Wenny, what, what do you do and what are you working on?
4: Hi, everyone. My name is Wenny, and I am the community manager at Explorium. Um Currently, we're more working on the innovation part, how to help startups to innovate through a corporate group named Phone Group.
1: Okay. And um, in, in, in your whole experiences, what, uh, what was been one of the challenges or the biggest challenges that you have encountered for doing business by yourself in China or you've seen other people doing business in China and you see them maybe make mistakes or, or things that I found difficult.
4: I think a lot of the organizations, for foreign organizations to enter China, one of the challenges that they figure is that they couldn't get in touch with the right person. Um, and it's mostly because people don't know who they should contact. And there are two things I would recommend that people should try out. The first one will be get find someone who knows the local government. Find the right local government to help you with your business the second one will be find the right community because a lot of the times um, the community have the right resources and the right um, uh, corporate resources or government resources to help you succeed in china and that's very important for a lot of the startup or entrepreneurs to know that they need to find the right person and do the right business
1: so find a connector that can help you Connect with the right people, that's what you're saying, right?
4: Correct. And most importantly find the government. Find the right person to connect you to the government. You will get resources, you will get funding and you will get a lot of support which will help you a lot succeed a lot faster in China.
1: And that depends on on where you are, I guess, as well. So every city, from my understanding, has special zones or special departments that can help, uh, especially foreign businesses, but also Chinese businesses, to to accelerate uh, their growth.
4: Correct. Um, If you know the right government officials, that will make your life a lot easier. It's not saying that guanxi, like the Chinese word for um, connection, it's not saying that you have to, you know, tick for chat or anything. But the most important thing is if you are providing the right technology, the right project that align with the government's agenda, then that will help them to help you and succeed both together.
1: Very great. That's, that's a good insight that we haven't heard uh, today yet. So thank you very much, uh, Wendy. And uh, off you go to your next uh, speech, I believe.
4: Thank you. Thanks, everyone.
1: Uh, we got Ocean here.
4: Uh,
5: hey John, tell us what you're doing uh, today and in your life. <laughs> so in my life I uh, I'm still a student. I just got out of the university in Beijing. I was at Beihang University and I'm doing my end term internship in Shanghai. I'm a junior sales engineer for Dassault System, which is a French company selling engineering softwares.
1: Okay, very cool. Um, you've been part of the the organizing committee uh, or team of the of this, of this c- conference. Same question we had with the other artists. What kind of challenges do you see when doing business or organizing events in China?
5: Uh, when organizing events, I think uh, challenges are of a lesser order, especially when it's in tech, because, you know, there is this need also to create community in China, especially for foreigners. You need to know who is doing what uh, in the in the community. But then when it comes to bridging those communities, it's way harder. So that was the whole point of Techcom, to bring communities together and to find the best practices between each other. When it comes to do business, I would say the most difficult thing is to understand the way to start a business in China, right? Because, you know, starting a business in a non-legal way is very easy. You know, you start actually selling something, but when you want to set up the legal entity, you have a lot of consideration in terms of visa, in terms of uh, company purpose that are difficult to tackle and you often need to hire a consultant. So, I would say that's the most uh, common pain point in China.
1: Okay, that's uh, one of the... Starting pain points how to get legal and, and get everything in order to yeah. get, set up your infrastructure. So to say um, Do you have any other last tip for?
5: Business in China I would say the, the, the most uh, the, the tip that I should say in this circumstance is to go to communities because actually I really want to advocate for that because community bring you the best practices as you can you know connect with fellow entrepreneurs that have been through the same hurdles as you are going through now and they might as well explain you how they solved it but also connect you to potential future business partners so when you arrive in China rather you know you cannot just look on the web or whatever just go to a community, participate to an event give to people and they're going to give you back and help you strive striving your business all right very good thanks uh, thanks Ocean my pleasure so here we have
1: uh, uh, Daphne and uh, we're gonna ask the same three questions again so what are you doing in uh, in China Daphne
6: Um, Well, I came here as an entrepreneur. I'm the co-founder of a company called Webshop in China, Um, and we set up and we run online stores for Western brands on the major platforms like Tmall, Taobao, Jingdong, and nowadays a lot of WeChat as well.
1: That sounds uh, not the easiest things. Any, any, Any challenges that you have encountered along the way?
6: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we're, uh, uh, I guess the main challenge, but that is anywhere. But for us specifically also in China is, is good people, right? So your business is all about, all about the right team uh, and the right skill set and also the right corporate values. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, in China, a lot of good people want to work for the well-known companies and the bigger companies. So just a smaller firm from Holland, uh, most people have not heard of. So uh, it's difficult for, for us to attract talent sometimes.
1: And, uh, and, and how do you solve that and, and maybe you have some tips on, on attaining or getting that talent to join your team and uh, what kind of insights do you have with that?
6: Yeah, sure. So what we have uh, started doing is also organizing events, so really more like community building. Uh, so we've just recently launched Shanghai Growth Hackers because we're always looking for growth hackers uh, uh, to run projects. So it's a typical skill set and you really see that uh, when we give a lot to the society or to the community. We share our experiences, we share cases, we really teach them something new. Uh, yeah, and in that sense, you see that uh, uh, people value that and and we can make them enthusiastic about the company and the team and um, so yeah I would say give first before you uh, you can attract the talent
1: the the cliche saying are giving and then receiving but I think it's very true Um, one thing that uh, uh, related to this topic what I've seen is um, indeed if you're smaller then uh, people want security so that's why they go to the big companies. That's why they go to governmental jobs. They want security for life, which is still very much a thing in China, I think, where in the West that is changing already, where job is more flexible. Uh, but in China, there's also lots of job hopping for, for employees, which is makes it difficult for employers as well. But how, what kind of things do you do to uh, provide that security or retain that talent once you have it?
6: So for us, um, we really want to have like a, a, a happy and healthy workforce, right? So we really stress that out. I think we care a lot about our employees and we share that with them. Uh, we invest a lot of the, uh, a lot of our time in their personal development. So, for instance, we have weekly one-on-ones. We really sit down with every team member, see how they're doing, but also how they want to progress and how they want to develop themselves. Uh, and that's really valued. Uh, we care about their Work life balance, perhaps a little bit more than the typical Chinese companies. So
1: maybe no 996 exactly nine, 9 to 9 6 days a week
6: <laughs> yeah no that's not our uh, we don't have a 9 to 5 mentality either don't get me wrong we work really hard uh, but we also say work hard play hard and by that we mean that we uh, go out for dinners frequently uh, KTV or have lunch uh, so really yeah make sure that there's a nice atmosphere in the office uh, and, uh, and, and I guess communicating and being transparent also about how your business is doing even in financial terms but then at least they know what they can expect Uh, and uh, yeah i guess uh, overall i can say we're very happy that we just recently successfully hired more people uh, who are joining soon so um, exciting times
1: okay great stuff Uh, thank you uh, Daphne very welcome welcome everyone Uh, we've got Giuseppe here also at the conference today um, you guys pitched earlier uh, today about your startup. Um, pretty interesting. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, today I pitched about like, uh, our new product that we're going to launch next, next week. It's called edugo.ai. So what we do briefly is uh, we have a um, platform for language learning. Uh, so you can connect on demand with a teacher with video call but what we do differently is that we use AI to analyze what you've been talking with the teacher during uh, your lesson and create a completely custom review that you can enjoy after the class so the learning experience goes from uh, having a live conversation to have like a review that you can go and repeat and master the content that is relevant to you
1: okay and you guys are based in Shanghai right right and uh, you developed this technology in Shanghai. Sure. Um, what, what kind of challenges did you encounter that were maybe China-specific while you were developing it or running the business?
0: Okay, so arriving in Shanghai as a foreigner uh, has been a, a little difficult at the beginning. Uh, because I started this company by myself, uh, actually there were like a little problems, like setting up the company, understand a little bit how, you know, the all the legal things... Uh, work, but then also I had some problem from the technical aspect. And so, uh, to make it clear, uh, if you are like outside uh, the China, what you're using to host your like code and your servers in uh, is most of the cases are AWS or Amazon Web Services. Now, China AWS doesn't ex- doesn't exist the way the same way that it exists in Europe. It's an- another kind of service. It still exists AWS, but it's AWS China. So it's not as uh, it's not quite the same. So the best solution here is to use another service from Alibaba. Uh, it's called Aliyun. And that's is all in Chinese, so all the documentation in Chinese, and that was a little bit issues that I have to go through. But now, like uh, I have a in my team, Chinese developer, so I can <laughs> I kind no, of no, solve
1: no, it. Now you've got that covered. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the the logistical issues, getting the infrastructure set up, uh, company, and then the legal matters yes. that were difficult at first, but. Uh, they were also tackable, right? They, they were solvable.
0: Uh, absolutely, yes. So the thing I can suggest to you if you want to come and set up a company in China is to go to an agency that uh, actually you need to find a good one and they will do everything for you. You need to pay a little money, but uh, it will be better to just go with an agency because you will save a lot of money down the road. So you pay a little bit at the beginning, but then you set up everything correctly. And then now I have a, what's called a Wufi, or like a foreign-owned company. Uh, so I am a foreigner owning the company here in China. So that's that's what I am.
1: Okay. Do you have any other um, advice for
0: starting up in in China <laughs> or running the business? Any yeah. other sectors that? Our... Okay, so China China is a really interesting place to be right now, in 2019, because uh, actually it's really dynamic. Uh, there are a lot of uh, things happening, like this event today, there are a lot of people doing a lot of interesting things. And so you have a, are the right ecosystem. So one th- suggestion I can give, if you want to come here and build a business, is like to go and uh, integrate with the ecosystem of uh, founders here in china because we are really supportive especially like foreign founders we're really supportive one of each other because we have uh, going through the same struggle you know starting a business here and uh, advice is like if you really want to reach chinese customers uh, as you may have listened many times in this podcast, you need to go on WeChat. So you need to understand how WeChat works because WeChat is called uh, like the operating system of the Chinese society, right? So everything is running there. If you manage to hack WeChat, you can hack Chinese consumers. You can reach them, you can engage them. You can have a good business here. Okay, good stuff. We're
1: with Andre at uh, the 8 by 8 um, and Andre works in a lot of uh, different verticals. Uh, but one of the interesting things that I found with talking with him was the, the automotive industry. Um, let Andre introduce himself a little bit more and uh, see what we can learn from that.
7: Great, uh, Jons, thank you very much. Um, yes, uh, I am with GlowCoach. Coach. Uh, we are an online leadership. Uh, Coaching company. Uh, We help companies around the globe um, to perform better. And you mentioned automotive. Indeed, it's a challenging industry globally, also here in China. Uh, We help companies to turn around by coaching not only executives on strategy, but also mid level managers on implementation, and of course, more junior talent. To stay along for the ride as uh, companies go through change, and um, so that's kind of what we do. We do it all online. We're a very data-driven, ROI-focused company by using a matching algorithm to address uh, to match the right coach for each person to address specific needs that they need to focus on over the next three to six months. So that's what we do. Okay, and.
1: You are based in Shanghai, and then you do your business in China. What kind of challenges have you encountered working at uh, a pretty high level up in, in, in pretty
7: major uh, industries and, and companies? Sure, um, you know it's um, we're in a global business, you know, and some of the challenges, of course, are very global in terms of um, you know fluctuations in the economy, um, you know, ever faster moving business cycle, and, and more unknowns in most industries. Um, But um, since we're in China, I think uh, one of the things that I um, see as a big challenge here is attracting the right talents and of course uh, maintaining or keeping the right talents um, has been certainly a big struggle uh, for for, uh, a lot of companies. And um, so that's uh, one thing is how to attract and retain key talent, particularly the millennials here in China. Uh, you're not the first uh, guest on this
1: uh, overview of the, the day to, to mention this point. Um, HR is especially difficult in China, I think. There's lots of obstacles uh, to be one. What kind of, um, if that's a challenge, what kind of solutions or what kind of approach do you take to that? Or suggest to your customers?
7: Sure. Um, well, you know, we, we're not in the recruiting space, right? So we help people with retention by making them successful. And we think making people successful is a great way to retain talent. Uh, but that kind of uh, requires you to actually have the right talent at uh, the beginning. So uh, to start with, um, I feel that when I recruit people, I look less uh, um, I look less at the experience, maybe, uh, as a fit for the role, but I look more of a cultural fit. So I look for talent that um, uh, are a good uh, good fit with the corporate culture that we have. So we call that, or I call that, more the attitude part of my AAA framework in recruiting. So attitude is the first um, level. The second level is aptitude. And aptitude is more about, are they fast learners? Can they pick up skills? Have they shown that they can pick up and learn and adapt and adjust to new environments and I think that's really really crucial Um, and thirdly of course action and that's uh, what have they done in the past have they proven to actually deliver these um, skill sets or deliver um, these um, uh, these these, uh, you know learned fast and and have they shown that they are a good fit for what we're looking for so I think that's uh, one thing so it's not really about experience but more about the ability to to learn and, and adjust.
1: The adjustability is what we also talked earlier about today because in China the everything is changing always constantly. And yeah. if it's not today, then it's then it's all tomorrow. Uh, any specific tips for maybe foreign business owners uh, to how to deal with that change and, and that mindset?
7: Yes, um, in China, well, this is a big question, right? Um, But I think in terms of the uh, HR issues that we spoke about, um, hiring um, and training, you know, onboarding training and and managing talent here is very different. So we all have, of course, a massive uh, gap between, let's say, the Generation X and the Millennials. Uh, But that gap is even bigger here in China. And I think uh, understanding uh, why that is, is really crucial. So for foreigners that hire people here, no matter if millennials or Xers, um, you really need to have a clear understanding what the, the overall Uh, cultural aspects are here and how they differ from where you're from Um, and so that's one issue the second issue is um, you know I I would say uh, hire slow fire fast uh, would be a really important tip I would have here Um, at the same time of course be very much aware of the legal framework in China what it takes to actually uh, fire fire people people, (laughs) right Uh, which is very difficult if you do it wrong then you You have some issues absolutely so you know these are the things that um, I think Uh, i would pay attention to um but obviously that's a longer discussion um that just scratches the surface right sure
1: all right uh thanks for your for your quick insights and uh, i think that will be helpful for uh, for the audience thanks uh, thanks a lot andre
7: my pleasure thank you John.
0: doing business in china is a complex world you can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze but don't worry china business cast is here for you Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.